Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to a podcast that the CDC is saying is safe to use again. Uh, every week, we start the podcast uh, with uh, acts of contrition, apologies, omissions, that sort of uh, dealio. And uh, last time it was holiday favorites, Rob? Yes, that is correct. And did we have anything? I feel like, did we have any complaints? I don't think I we... don't recall having any complaints. I... I think everyone thought we were great. Yeah. Guys, we don't. It was a rare hit for us. Yeah, we don't. We don't check the Facebook. Let's just be honest. We we don't. Before we hit record, we don't do any prep on this at all. So, all right. Well, nothing sticks out to me either. So I think it was a joyous time that uh, people listened to our podcast while they were on vacation and uh, didn't bother. Uh, <laughs> didn't bother complaining about it. So there you go. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, all right, well, let's get on to this episode then. Uh, my name is Monty Ike, and uh, with me as always, he's the Sugarland Express to my 1941, the Owen Marshall Counselor at Law episode, Eulogy for a Wide Receiver, to my Columbo episode, Murder <laughs> by the Book, and the Adventures of Tintin to my BFG, he's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hi, Rob, how are you doing today? I'm great, Monty, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. What are we talking about today, if they haven't figured it out yet? Today we are talking about Steven Spielberg movies, and we're going to debate what is his best movies. And this is directed by, auteured by, directed by, auteured by Steven Spielberg, not just produced by or involved You could go Gremlins, Goonies, Back to the Future, things that he's... Yeah, he's had a hand in. Yeah, he's had a hand in a lot of things, but these are actually directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, and my uh, my favorite quote about Steven Spielberg as a young person is he directed that uh, murder by the book and Peter Falk reportedly said to the producers of Columbo, oh, this kid's too good to be on Columbo. And then uh, two episodes later, they named a character Little Stevie Spielberg uh, uh, in an episode where a robot helps kill a person. Uh, little Stevie Spielberg was a child genius uh, that controlled the robot. Yeah. No and, kidding. Yeah. So S- Steven Spielberg's name was used in Columbo as a uh, as a nod to him. Uh, so there you go. I, ironically, and not having to do with anything with this podcast, I listened to many other podcasts, and I just happened to come across one yesterday where they were debating whether or not the uh, blockbuster movie would have happened or how would it have happened if there had never been a Steven Spielberg? Like, Mm. can can you imagine the film world without a Steven Spielberg? I mean, 
I don't want to name movies that may be on your list, but starting with Jaws not being yeah, out the, there, the summer blockbuster it, is is, is the, something that that happened with Steven Spielberg. Uh, I would say though, uh, well, well, but uh, the holiday blockbuster is Star Wars, right? Because Star Wars came out in in late December. It was not a summer movie. No, well, no, I, the original Star Wars came out was supposed to come out in Christmas, but ended up getting pushed back to. To May. Oh, okay. So, so that is a summer. It is blog. considered. It's just. It's, a it's only blog. been in recent since Disney took over that it has gone back to being the December. Holiday. I I could have sworn it was uh, originally released released in the holidays, but maybe it came out in May and it was still being watched in the holidays. May nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that makes sense, and I should have known that. Uh, okay, fine, fine. There we go. Next episode, remind us to talk about how I didn't know when the original Star Wars came out. Uh, a new hope for those keeping score. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's get into this then. Let's let's get it. So the, this is what we're going to do. You're actually going to get a little normally when we do a tournament, Rob, we yes. present our listeners with the tournament brackets formed. But we thought this would be fun to see the sort of wild card selection that's going on. I, uh, I feel like we could possibly knock this all out one episode. I don't maybe if maybe we want to drag it out into two. I don't think. It- <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye on the clock, buddy. We'll keep yes, an eye on the clock. How about okay. that? We're four so, minutes, what, 31 seconds in already. So let's, okay, let's, let's see let's, what you, we're doing. You named some at the beginning that yeah. we definitely are not in. What right. are your cusp teams that are like, oh, give oh. me your cusp teams that like could uh, make it in. But I think AI is a good one because first of all, he didn't direct it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did, took over. He did part for, of the writing though. That yes, was part of it. Um, yeah. I forget who who was the director that died and then he took over. Um, I, I don't know Richard Donner. Who died? No, no, who, no. Who, who's dead? That's who, name a dead director. I don't. I don't know. Now, well, now that we're sitting here, I have to look it up. So okay, you talk. I'll, I'll talk. Uh, I like the Post, uh, which came out um, not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, about the That's Washington Post. For you, yeah, uh, I really liked the Post. It was a great movie about um, the Pentagon Papers. Um, it was a great movie about uh, like the whole Nixon thing that was going on. Had a great female Stanley Kubrick. Stanley, Stanley oh, Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick died. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I liked the post a lot. There's a lot of things about that movie that are very, very good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, 1941 has always been one of my very favorite movies. Uh, we just were talking about how Tintin is a great movie that just doesn't yeah. make the cut. Yeah, it's um, not going to make the cut, but it definitely was it's an entertaining movie. It's one of my favorites that yeah. he's done, but I don't see it as it's not genre changing and it's not groundbreaking. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you were just so you know, you were cutting out just slightly there, Rob, but I, I think we made oh. it through it. It's okay. Okay. I don't think there's anything that you can change, buddy. <laughs> I think that's just the internet. The internet being okay. the internet. Other than moving to California, I'm not 100% sure there's anything we can do about that. If we um, are doing eight brackets, what would be your number eight? Give me your number eight and I'll give you uh, mine. My number eight is going to be Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Wow, you got it that low. See, I've, I've got a Close Encounters much higher to me. Okay. Okay, well, um, I mean... Uh, I mean, it's a great movie, but I mean, compared with some, I mean, look, okay, if we're really, truly being honest, 
Yeah. There's some in here that have sentimental value that is making them higher. And we all and know that's, that that's going to happen. Close Encounters for me. Close Encounters, I've always watched as a kid with my father around Christmas time. And he would crank the stereo up just so I could hear the so yes there's sentimental value there did you know that's I that's just, how electronica music was started from that movie i also i'm mad that i missed close encounters of the first and second time <laughs> yeah i know those were great movies they're so good so good uh yeah that's that's my number eight man um and honestly there's one coming up that is like a travesty it's so low honestly I got one okay. that, that has to be bumped so low. It's number eight. I'm okay with it being there because it's... Um, okay, so then I will go with what would have been my number eight. And I'm thinking Catch Me If You Can is oh. my number eight. Yeah, I don't have that on my list, so good for you. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to pencil that in as number seven then. Okay. For now. Here's the thing. I don't think I ranked these by eight and I'm looking and I'm like, well, Close Encounters was listed as my eighth one, which means it's the eighth one that I really thought of being on the list. Yeah. But I'm looking at the one that I have at seven and I'm like, oh, I would be roasted alive. OK, so tell me something. tell me your number seven. Just we might uh, as well I'll just do. Just tell yeah, me what you got. I'll do for my number seven. I'm going to go with Minority Report. Yeah, I can. I can see that being. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Uh, and then, uh, am I going after that or are you going with, no, go ahead and just tell me oh, your whole list. I'll okay. tell you my. So, uh, yeah, again, mine isn't really necessarily numbered, so I have to do some thinking here, but yes, uh, minority part is number seven. I think for number six, uh, we'll go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, even though sentimentally I would want to put that higher as a movie, I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is not as good as say, my number five, Empire of the Sun, <laughs> which is... Yeah, I don't even have Empire on my list. Oh, I I'm, love I Empire think, of the Sun, I think it's man. partially because I've never seen it, but what? I understand its impact. Oh, I, my God. Empire of the Sun is so beautiful, and you wouldn't have Batman Returns without it. Uh, just that scene when the, when the Mustangs fly over the camp. Oh, God, that just hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh, my Lord. Thank you for blessing me. All right. Um, then let's see. After Empire of the Sun, let's go with um, uh, this should be ranked higher, but it's not. And I'm going to go with uh, the color purple. Uh, the color purple is an immensely powerful movie, and it's very beautifully directed. And the acting is out of the goddamn park. It deserves to be higher than this. But it is also just not my favorite. So this is where my emotional is like, I can only watch that movie once a decade. It's I think too, what it's too what much. our because I didn't mention this, but I think what the parameters of what we will, will call the best Steven Spielberg movie, at least in you and my opinion, I, I think is cultural impact, uh -huh. not just box office. You know, we'll take into account that box office and you know critic acclaim. Um, I don't know. I really think like you know we're going to get into the big ones here. Like the big top three or four are so you know, in different tones, but still impact are, are so great. Yeah. Go down your list. Go All right. So, list. uh, where was I at? That was, uh, number four. My number three is jaws. Uh, okay. my number two is saving private Ryan. 
Wow, you were you are leaving one of them out. Go ahead. And number one is Schindler's List. You have left out Jurassic Park and E.T. Oh, yeah. I don't like either of those movies. I absolutely hate E.T. And I, Jurassic I, Park, I'm just I I don't understand if, if you go four years younger than us. People think that Jurassic Park is as good as fucking Star Wars. And I think it was an OK movie. So there I, you go. I'm not disagreeing with you, but also the impact that it had on film, both of those movies, the impact that it had on film and All culture right. is so groundbreaking. I have I, never been I have never been more devastated than watching Schindler's List. And the first 30 minutes of Saving Private Ryan are some of the most incredible movie you, making I, my, ever. Here's here's where I think the debate is. If you put ET up against the color purple or catch me if you can or even raiders that you're talking i think et culturally and film wise might be a much better fit you look at the the film wise i mean there's no super special effects in et there's barely yet it stands up i watched I just watched the trailer for it, and it's it's a guy uh, in a suit with some yeah. animatronic. Yeah, and it it holds up. Does it? It really holds up. Yeah, Does it? I'm, I'm blown away about how I watched ET for the first time in Central Elementary's gym. Okay. So when ET came out, I didn't see it in the theater. I think my family might. When did ET come out? What year? Eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. So I think my family had. Just settled in on Madison Street. I don't know. We didn't go to the movie theater very much. I didn't go to the movie theater. So the first time I remember seeing E.T., because they didn't play it on television, was in Central Elementary's gym for a special night. Everyone watched E.T. on, like, a TV screen off of, like, fucking video, right? And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was that that would have been maybe 84-ish, right, when this happened? Mm -hmm. And I was unimpressed as a nine-year-old. I will tell you, I can't stand E.T. either. And I'm on the fence on Jurassic Park. But in their impact and their importance, I think they deserve to at least be on the list. Well, I'm, I'm okay with taking – I mean, you can you, tell me which one of no. mine do you want to cross off. Well, if, if, I mean, that's fine. No, I, 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 I get mean, it. If you're, if you're strong on that – um, well, here, here, here. I will fight you to the death. Mentioned. I will fight you to the death for Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. Oh, well, yeah, those are my top two as well. Okay, um, but um, Munich we didn't mention, we and didn't Munich mention was like Munich. my quick. And I, I, it's a good movie. I I've not sat through it in its entirety. I've seen the entire movie, but I didn't sit and watch it in one sitting. So it's like mm. I feel like I can't give that an honest opinion. And then War of the Worlds, which. I don't think it's a good movie. No. But it's an interesting movie. Like, <laughs> Look, here's the thing about War of the Worlds that I don't like. It has a lot, it has way too much Tom Cruise trope in it. Totally. Way too much Tom Cruise movie tropes in it. Uh, it's a remake, and it's not even, in my opinion, a remake that does anything interesting. So I kind of feel like War of the Worlds is a Steven Spielberg paycheck. Yeah, um, Ready Player One is another one that I just mentioned. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think here's here's my defense of Ready Player One. I, I hated it when it came out. Mm -hmm. It sucked. But now that we've had New Guy and the. Uh, um, you mean Free Guy? 
Free Guy. Yeah. Free Guy, and we had the um, sequel to Space Jam and other things that just pull the IP out of the ethereal. And I think if you could do it right, at least AI does that right. That's yeah. that's my only defense. Uh, of, uh, not, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Ready Player Ready One. Uh, Ready Player so in One. In comparison, it's like, okay, well, he his still is better than these pieces of junk that have come out since. Yeah, I think the thing about Ready Player One is, that, I mean, most of that comes from the book, right? I mean, the book is Correct. all about pop culture. The book is about... Uh, uh, the, the thing about that, that gets me is about Ready Player One is... Um, so I read this book a long time ago in college to the point where I don't remember it, but it was all about Gen X. It was all about, like, looking at Gen X and what Gen X was. And, and I read it in like 94, 95. Uh, and it was all about our, our generation. And it was talking about how Gen X loves nostalgia more than anything in the world. And it pop culture and nostalgia in the eighties and nineties have like blossomed, right? Starting with mm-hmm. uh, our generation. And then every generation afterwards, nostalgia is, is, t- is like uh, a huge part of it. Pop culture becomes very, very important, Right. And to me, Ready Player One taps into this idea of let's just keep making references to things. Everything is an Easter egg. Let's throw in as much stuff in there as possible for people to go, oh, my gosh, look at that or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The the movie's all right. The plot's OK, I guess. I feel like there's a couple of things about that movie, like the stakes never seem as high as they should. I mean, they. I feel like they kill his mom and like stepdad right and yeah and and doesn't even have as much emotional impact as boy i sure don't want this game to be corporate yeah. <laughs> like that's I, like, and i'm just like there's to me there's like what and maybe that's I a don't maybe that's think a, the actor is the greatest that is oh no yeah fantastic I, kid or whatever yeah he's no, he awful. was uh he was uh scott summers in the x-men movies but um i thought he did a pretty good job in the uh are you Tender sure he's bar. not the Michael B. Jordan, Mr. Fantastic? No, you're thinking of um, another. He was in another. No, I'm positive. It's it's the guy who played uh, Cyclops. Mm, are you sure? Because it's Ready Ty Play- Sheridan is the guy who plays the lead Cyclops. in Ready Player One. Yes. Now look up. X-Men. Oh, X-Men he, Apocalypse. Yeah. But I'm also right. He's isn't he also the Mr. Fantastic kid? No, um, that's another kid. He was he was in another CG type movie like that. But um, OK. All right. All right. Well, I'm wrong. I don't, know the, I don't know the actor's names. I just know he, he was. Uh, and I did not like him as Cyclops. He doesn't feel like a leader type. He just yeah. and he doesn't really look it. Huh. Wow, those guys have really close faces. They do. You're, yeah, you're not. Okay. I, like, All I, right. I, oh, okay. I well, why you would do that? Okay. okay. I'm wrong. So I, I really like, I can, hold on. I'm wrong. We got to scrap this whole fucking podcast. This whole <laughs> thing is fucking wrong. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm wrong, what are you? What? This doesn't make any sense. Okay. So, Thank God Alabama okay. made it to the national championship. We didn't have to change the intro. All right, let's go. Uh, Schindler's List number one or Saving Private Ryan number one? Oh, I, I put Schindler's List as number one. I, I'll be honest with you. I've never been so destroyed by a piece of art as I was in Schindler's List. Uh, this has been a joke. I don't know. The, I, the, the, intro, the intro to uh, 
Saving um, Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is the most gut wrenching oh, beginning. To a Melissa, movie. Melissa, my wife, uh, will not watch the first thirty minutes of Saving Private Ryan. She just can't. It's, if it's I'm a, watching it, she leaves both the room. Very hard movies to watch a second time. Yeah. Like the oh. first time you watch. <laughs> Yeah, but when you know when things are coming and you're just like, oh, this is so painful. I watched, I watched Schindler's List in Lincoln because they didn't have it in Hastings when it came out, and I literally was openly sobbing, sobbing in public for two blocks as we walked from the the movie theater. I saw it in Lincoln too. Did we to, see it together? No, no. I actually took a date to go see Schindler's List, which was also okay. a huge mistake taking a date to see a movie where you openly sob for two whole blocks. Well, you would be give who wouldn't forgive that with that kind of movie, but still it did, was really hard. To, it was really hard to, close, it was hard to pivot. Uh, <laughs> it was hard to pivot into you want to make out after we had been crying so much because of the yeah. Holocaust. Okay. So I'm like, I'm trying to remember when Titanic came out versus Schindler's list. They have to be at least within a year of each other. I'm thinking, uh, I think Titanic came out after we graduated from college. I, so well, I'm I saw them both at the Ro Rococo or whatever it was called yeah. before. I yeah. saw them both there. And I remember leaving both and both feeling very distraught for different reasons. I was more. Were you were you feeling distraught about Avatar because it beat Star Wars? Not Avatar. Not I didn't see movie? Avatar in the theater, actually. Oh. I didn't. I, okay. I met I, I got Avatar mixed up with Titanic because oh. of the director. But um, I just remember them both being in the theaters for very long amount of time because yeah. I didn't see Schindler's List like maybe two months after it came out. It still saw it in the theater, but it was one of those like, I know this is going to just gut me. I don't want to watch this. My friend, but I feel like it's a cultural impact. I have yeah. to watch. My friend Lottie saw uh, Schindler's List and Philadelphia in the same day. And I'm like, that should be that. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You should have been on suicide watch after that. How can you even go through that? All right. Uh, so yes. So what okay. are we what are we so, taking out of my list to make room for? E okay. Well, here's okay. I'm gonna tell you what. At least listening to both of us, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a caveat for Raiders. I'm gonna say we put all the indie movies into one one. I, I because think, it kind of look. honestly, I well, think Raiders because is, Last okay. Crusade I think is so wonderful. Now the yeah. other two are yeah. okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, but here's, here's the thing. I think Raiders, when we talk about, I think you can just keep Raiders. It's fine if you want to say all of the spirit is in there, but I think Raiders is the most quintessential in there in the fact that I don't he brings the genre back in. And even though, yes, Indiana Jones didn't need to be there and everything would have been fine. Uh, because I think after after Raiders, he's copying the same style again and again, right? He's He's just... You know, and that's not a bad thing, but he's making sequels. He knows what works and he's got the formula down. So I think Raiders being the first one is a good one to just say, okay, here's our Indiana Jones. Okay. So Schindler's in what? I had me... Saving Private Ryan is number two. Saving Private. No, no. Uh, okay. So I have, I feel like we got to either lose Catch Me If You Can or Minority Report. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with losing Minority Report if you'd like. I'm indifferent on Catch Me If You Can. I I, I just don't um, know if that one was. I I'm gonna put Jurassic Park at four. Um, okay. Again, because I think I think it is so impactful and changes the entire. It literally 
gives uh, George Lucas the green light to go, okay, I'm ready to, to, to go back and do episode one. So I'm not saying, saying it's a good thing, but in, in fact, <laughs> I was gonna still. say if you're saying that, all right. But it, so, but I mean, it really it 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 spawns a whole generation of of CG movies and people going, okay, I now have this tool. What can I do with it? Or I don't have to. I right. I, I think I even remember hearing um, Lord of the Rings director totally drawing a blank Stephen jackson or, um uh, yeah. that he said yeah jackson jackson um that he would that he was like oh we can make these movies now and mr but jackson, you know obviously he went with what? Be, um mm-hmm. and do i have jaws in the list uh color purple i think where am i gonna put color purple <laughs> Okay, so here's this isn't the definitive top eight, but okay, so I have Schindler's List versus Close Encounters. Okay. Oh shit, I haven't I've left Empire of the Sun out. Damn it. That's okay, we can cut it. I think it's uh, a great movie, but you haven't seen it, so how are we gonna I fucking debate seen it? it? Yeah, so. uh, uh, Jurassic Park versus Jaws. Hold on. Color hold on. Purple versus Raiders. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Raiders versus. Co- You're really going to make us debate color purple versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. So we. Yeah. Oh, God, guys. We all know how this is going to fucking end and we're going to be embarrassed by it. All right. And Let's same go. private writing versus I've got either catch me if you can or minority report. Which one goes? I. It's up to you. It's an, if you it, look, I, I'm okay with losing Minority Report. You can put Catch Me If You Can in. I, I just I don't mean. like Minority Report. It's really like, and and I I think about fifty percent of the reason is Tom Cruise. I I actually think this is one of the last movies he acts in. Is Minority? I'm Report. not saying I, I I'm I'm not. It's the you wouldn't okay, here here. I'll use I'll use Rob Logic on you. You wouldn't have Iron Man. Without Minority Report, I'm doing hand gestures, everybody, to a virtual computer. You wouldn't have Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man without Minority Report. I, You know what I don't like? I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio, which is why I hate Catch Me If You Can. I like the scenes with Tom Hanks. They're great. <laughs> but I think both of those movies star the kind of people who stop acting after one fucking blockbuster and then are just themselves in them. Okay. So. I'm going to go with minority report. Okay. Oh, no, I look, you, I didn't mean to browbeat you. No, <laughs> so. you're not. I'm just, Oh, like, I won with the whole, head, Oh, you're I'm right. Gonna... You're right. I wouldn't have iron man without minority report. You're no, that's not right. why. Um, it's because I also am not a fan of Leonardo. Either. Yeah. But, um, and again, like I can, I can like and respect movies that they are in. I just, I think just the whole premise of it of Catch Me If You Can is a lot of fucking fun. It's a, no, it's a very fun movie. I remember seeing it and being like, "This is just like a wild romp." Mm-hmm. Um, the costumes are great. Every woman in that movie is fucking gorgeous. Um, well, and some of them that are kind of being downplayed, like Elizabeth Banks, I forgot was in that. Yeah, other, yeah. It's like where it's like these are gorgeous actresses who aren't gorgeous yet kind of thing. And yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I, I will say this about uh, catch me if you can. I think the relationship, the, 
fake relationship between Tom Hanks's character and uh, Abagnale in that is is a great part of that movie. It's mm-hmm. not real, but it's no. a great part of it. Yeah, it, it, that I, I sort understand of that there's some fictitious yeah. licenses taken. Okay, I... <sighs> this is hard, and I don't even know if really we can talk about brackets at this point, because I'm looking at these things going, you know, Close Encounters is a fucking wonderful movie. I mean, this means something, and... yeah. It's a wonderful movie, but is it Schindler's List? <laughs> no. And it, it, <laughs> Look, it, I mean, here's the thing about brackets, though, man. Here's the thing about brackets. Uh, it, it, it Sooner or later, everything... I mean, you want to put some sacrificial ones in there? Fine, we put some sacrificial ones in there. But you, you at some point, you're going to come down to is Close Encounters better than Schindler's? So if it starts in the first argument or the third argument, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, right? I, the, I, the only thing is, is like I really love Close Encounters and I want to give it its due. Yeah. But Schindler's is a better movie. And, it is. It is. Close Encounters is a lot of fun. One of the things I like about Close Encounters, and maybe this is why people like E.T., is the aliens aren't like there's a lot of tension and a lot of threat. It's built throughout the entire movie. And then when you get to the aliens, they're just friendly as fuck. Hey, y'all, uh-huh. we're just trying it's to, we're just trying to reach unknown. out to you. It's, yeah. it's cause you don't understand our language. So now we got this math music language. We're going to kind of do. So that's all, but you know, we're just friendly aliens. Like at no point does anyone get ripped open or anything like that. And, and I'll be honest with you, the fucking mashed potatoes, this means something is like a huge part of my childhood. Every well, time I had mashed I, potatoes, I, you know, he loses his wife because he destroys his living room and, and it destroys his whole family because the, he's got the message in his head. Like they've, wow. they've implanted a message and it's all he can think about. And that trope, by the way, has been used uh, like a dozen or so times. Star Trek does the whole thing a couple of different times of somebody's implanted with something psychic or whatever in their brain and they, and they, and they, it. And yeah. they become obsessive and it's just because they're trying to deliver a message. It overwhelms them. So it's a great, I mean, even agents of shield did that with Tahiti. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love close encounters. I think it's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's, but it is no Schindler's list. So there you go. So then I think now we're going to do Jurassic park versus jaws. Now jaws, it literally is the, I, I, many argue the very first summer Summer blockbuster. blockbuster. Yeah. Um, changes, changes the way people go to movies. Also, terrifies me to this day that I can't get out of a swimming pool because a shark is going to get me. <laughs> uh, I I think it's gr- I think Jaws has so many. I mean, it's also super. I mean, let's talk about the acting in it. Um, the acting is above. Board. You know how we talked about, by the way, after we did our holiday favorites and we talked about Muppet Christmas Carol, I watched Muppet Christmas Carol in Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the symphony. And uh, and one of the things everyone was talking about is how fucking Michael Caine acts like he's in the Royal acting Shakespeare. With yeah, yeah, acting with people the whole time, right? So for me, I'm going to say this. Everybody in Jaws is acting like this is the highest, the highest amount of like this is this is Hitchcock movie right now going on mm-hmm. right where even though there's a mechanical fucking shark that can't work and all this other stuff i think there's so many things about that movie that are 
that are happenstance and luck. Like the the shark doesn't work, so we get a much better movie because the shark doesn't work. Because they can't, they don't show it. Yeah, because they don't show it, and it just builds tension. You, I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. Is the joke because on the set they kept on saying that because they couldn't get the shark to work and things were happening and they would always say to and you're doing the Mandela effect because it's I just watched it it's I think you're going to need a bigger boat is the actual line instead of we're going to need a bigger boat we're going to need a bigger boat yeah. it's I think I you're going to need a bigger boat need a bigger boat yeah but that that line is exactly what is, people is, would is say to con. Steven Spielberg right so um, I, I don't know uh and so and okay I, let's okay. I, I think you and I both agree Jaws goes on. So that right. And then we've the, just the we've just lost all of the millennials. And, Every single millennial that was listening to this fine. podcast and, is and gone. I, but OK, <sighs> just the merits, the merits of what Jurassic Park did, because it did mesh. Yes. A lot of PG with. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and it, it gave us story. Jeff Goldblum sex symbol. It did give us. <laughs> it gave us. It finally got us to watch uh, Netterman get killed, and we were all very excited and about I'm, that. I'm not a dinosaur fan. I never have been, but I know. It's, I bet it's you a three-year-old that, Rob would would have really liked those dinosaurs. No, I actually, even as a three-year-old, dog. you weren't into dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah dinosaurs were never my thing. Mm. My daughter loves them, and yeah. we've watched. Uh, That's right. You were more of a unicorn and sprites and fairies at three years old. I forgot. <laughs> But I, I remember being like, okay, this is going to be one of those movies where, just like Jaws, where it's it's terrifying in certain parts, and but I, I feel like it's a very iconic movie. It's, it's look, it, it's the the CGI is great. It's it's very I, I give I I'll give all of the props to it, but it is something that never resonated with me. And so when I started hanging out with millennials who were like Gaga for it, I was always like, oh really? Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. it's. You know, it's I mean, like to me, it's like Pokemon. It's like Power Rangers, man. I just and like, I think I nope. think each sequel really diluted it as. It oh, gone. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Including the, of, the new ones coming out soon. So I'm excited about that. I think they're making a TV series out of it as well. So fun times. Yeah. It just, Camp they, Cretaceous. They yeah. yeah. They water that down like and the great. Now we could say the Jaws got watered down. But again, Michael Caine in Jaws Ford delivers <laughs> Movie. Like, did you ever hear did you ever hear michael kane's interviews on why he did jaws because he wanted the money is a paycheck right because he wanted to add a, a part to his house yeah <laughs> and he goes whenever i'm in this part of my house i think thank you jaws <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it all right let's go what's the next one Color purple versus Raiders. Oh, well, first of all, let's just say that we're not racist. Let's just say that, okay? We're very it's violently anti racist. I've seen color purple, but I remember really liking it. it. I mean, yes, Whoopi Goldberg was a personality before that as a comedian. I oh, think it put her on the map as an as actress, an yes. And Oprah Winfrey. Uh, that's right that's i mean right. it's it's insane that movie is so sad to me <laughs> like i'll be honest with you there there there's some movies on this list that uh like i won't i won't go out of my way to watch color purple because i'll be like i don't want to be sad today and it makes uh-huh. me sad I, I think the color purple is Amistad uh, is another movie we left off the list yeah Speaking but i don't honestly i know i watched Amistad and it i, I don't it's think a good, it deserves to be on it no it was at a, least my- it's a decent movie, but not the greatest movie. Um, so it, it does have some very 
good courtroom Lincoln drama t- type Did stuff. he direct Lincoln? He directed Lincoln, and but I think that's more of like, let's take a look at Daniel Day-Lewis's performance as opposed to, let's look at the direct, director. Fair. Um, Color Purple is not only amazing as an expression of the African-American experience in America, it's a great experience of the, the, the female perspective and the African-American female perspective. All three of these things um, are uh, powerful and immense, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is going to win this. We both know it because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark and we're fucking stupid little white fanboys. So we just want to get rid of... All- this does not come out of diminishing the color purple at all it doesn't the color purple is a fantastic movie raiders of the lost ark features a giant ball that rolls and chases a college professor and i think we can all agree that is more culturally significant than the Uh, it's you know i i I could talk ad nauseum about raiders i this is why I feel it would go on and and partially because of my bias and I'm growing up as a nerdy fanboy who likes comic books and serials and all the type of yeah things that are And we don't like being sad. Let's just also point that out. <laughs> we don't watch I don't watch movies to be sad. I hate cult- going to well, sad then, movies. <laughs> then then we we probably shouldn't move Hitler's list anymore because it's just going to get sadder as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my God. There's so many scenes that are just gut wrenching. Uh, I mean, it's no girl in a red coat, but it's fucking awful. It is. <laughs> so it is. I mean, that that. that. Um, and I think when it came out, there were other things that I was slowly being exposed to in my at least understanding, mm-hmm. which is again limited, of of what slavery and growing up as a African-American in that era. And then today. Yeah. It, and then the threads that are pulled from that, there that shows see, you, this has never gone away. This is, yeah. this has never been fixed. Uh, we, we, we pretend like everything is fine. And, and we're recording this on, I, I want to point this out. We're recording on this Martin. on Martin Luther King day. Right. And one of the things that we can really talk about are there's a, there's a thing in, 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 in white society in America and where we think that everything is fine because Martin Luther King was there. We, we all look at that and we all learn about Martin Luther King and we all learn about the stuff that happened in the civil rights era in the 60s. And we think, oh, but we're fine now. And we're not. And the color purple was a, an amazing thing to show how these things are still happening. African-American women are still ab- abused more in proportion than any other uh, group uh, other other than indigenous women, which we just don't keep statistics on. So we have no fucking idea. So they could be worse. Uh, we don't know, but it's still bad. So it, it has a lot of those threads. And it's very, in my opinion, it was a great way. And Steven Spielberg has always been a champion of this. He 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 shows, he's been showing mainstream white America the, uh, the, the darkness uh, of our culture in these movies. And he's been doing it for a long time. And, uh, and the color purple is a, is an amazingly powerful movie for that. But this is a podcast that also has debated star Wars droids. So let's not, (laughs) let's not pretend that Raiders is not going to go. Raiders is going to go on because me and Rob like Raiders more than anything in the world. Uh, it's it's, it's going to go on, on like my top five franchises of all time. Yeah, it's, it's, it absolutely is a movie that I 
truly enjoy watching. I remember the first time I watched it with my children, and I was super excited for them to get it. So, um, so yes, Raiders is going to win. But culturally speaking, everyone, if you haven't seen The Color Purple at least once, you should be required to see The Color Purple. Okay. Okay, so next next round is Saving Private Ryan versus Minority Report. I... I Oh, this is I don't even really want to talk much about yeah my or other than the concept is a very interesting one where you are you are arresting the criminals yeah. before they commit the crime which right. is a, a very interesting concept and I what I really like about that concept too is it wasn't like nowadays if you made that movie it wouldn't be psychics because people would be like oh psychics aren't believable they would be like it would be an algorithm it would and be algorithm yeah exactly right and and everything's about that and and I. Look, I work uh, I work in, in a business that uses data like that, that uses algorithms that they that I, I work with things that, you know, we get data like, you know, Facebook gets data. They try to predict. I mean, that's what advertising is. And, and there's so many things in a winter soldier with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the we're going to kill all these people that the algorithm has pointed out. Yeah, it's a trope. The 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 scariest parts of Minority Report to me now are how close we're getting to the personalized uh, advertising in the real world that's happening. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And the uh, fact that uh, I'm, I'm excited, the idea that in the future, everything's a Lexus. That's cool. Um, but, you know, no. <laughs> there's there's really great parts about Minority Report. And the scary thing about being tried before you actually commit a crime is is a very scary idea. Um, and and when, in many ways, I don't want to, compare cancel culture to that but sometimes just saying things has yeah, become as bad however rob i will say that i prefer uh consequence culture to describe that <laughs> your That's words good... and your actions have consequences but yes i i know it is getting to the point where if, if you slip up in one interview you have to then defend your slip up for fucking years. And that's not the greatest thing. In the I'm world. not going to sit here and say that we shouldn't have canceled like Louis CK because he's, you know, I definitely should have canceled Louis CK, but you know, I mean, I'm not there, but there are, <clears throat> here's the thing about, I, I will say this though, Rob, here's the thing about Louis CK. Louis CK could have genuinely apologized, genuinely con- acted like genuinely saw the fault in what he was doing and apologized and maybe stayed out of comedy for a little while and then tried to come back. But instead he doubled down on why are you yelling at me? You know, I just jerked off other. Yeah. Oh yeah. His, his apologies were never really heartfelt. He tried, but every time he apologized, he tried to defend himself and that's what you don't do. And he doubled down and then he started making active jokes about people wanting him canceled and he just basically pissed away. Yeah, yeah I, in my opinion, Louis C.K. pissed away any chance that he was ever going to get for forgiveness by how angry he got that he was being blamed. Like, you know, in his mind, just jerking off in, some, in front of somebody wasn't like he was being like raping people. And but that shows a of an incredible indifference, a lack of awareness, a, and a lack of awareness of how he was using his power, and that was the problem. So anyway, that's. Okay, there so here's our four. Here's here's what we have got down to the four. We have Schindler's List, uh-huh. Jaws, mm-hmm. Raiders, and Saving Private Ryan. Do you feel like with what our time is, we could knock this out? Uh, well, we're at 42 minutes, so I kind of feel 
honestly, if we want to really, because is it going to be like Schindler's versus Jaws and Raiders versus Saving Private Ryan? Mm-hmm. I think we could do this. I think we could right, do you this. Sure? I okay. mean, it's not, it, I mean, are we going to go into in depth about what we, I think we've already at least. We've talked a lot about different things. And, here. and we're not going to go in depth in all in these four movies, but yeah. I, okay. I I'm going to, I'm going to say this, Rob, I, there's a, when it comes to like Schindler's list, right. I'm worried that it's going to there's a part of me that is like is it just i mean are we going to get down to schindler's versus saving private ryan very quickly because these two movies culturally have more impact than do we like these movies you know what i mean there's there's a part of me that's worried about me being like there's a part of me that's worried that i'm going to be like well i already just tossed out color purple there's no way i'm going to toss out schindler's list for a popcorn movie but that's what we're talking about we're talking about schindler's versus jaws jaws comes down to a popcorn movie in a lot of ways versus and schindler's jaws like the grandfather of these movies so. yeah and i don't here's the thing i don't want i don't want you to think uh, as a listening audience that i'm i'm like I mean, it wrecked me. It mean it, I, when I when I say that it wrecked me, wrecked me. I mean, it wrecked me. Yeah, there were there's a weak. My last name is. You don't Ike. hear you don't see people <laughs> yeah. coming out of that movie talking to each other going, "Oh, did blah blah blah." Nobody talks when they. Well, let, let's look at the naked gun joke. Do you remember when they're doing uh they're, when they're doing the montage of uh of uh, what's her, uh, of of Drebin and and uh. Presley's dating something tells me I'm into something good they're in a movie yes. laughing and kissing and then they pull back out of the movie and it's Schindler's list on the marquee so it's literally a joke about how this is not a feel-good popcorn movie and they make it yeah. a naked gun um yeah I, when I say that but when I what I'm talking about is I had German guilt my family was not in Germany during the Nazi uh, rain. I have nothing to do with the Nazis in any way familial. Uh, but I literally walked out of there as somebody who is 100% of Germanic descent feeling so incredibly low and awful. I felt so awful that this was perpetrated. I, I felt so much guilt that humanity, uh, Schindler's List is all about like that whole point where at the end where he's like talking about the gold in his lapel and how many people he could have saved yeah. and, and, he, and yeah. he couldn't. And, he and he's just like, like this so, could have been 20 people. This could have he, yeah. he sees himself as a failure because he couldn't save more. And that to me is like, God, that is impactful. It is an impactful. Here's a man who who was so wrecked, not of guilt or of, of guilt because he didn't do more than he did, and he did so much. And everyone around mm. him is like, you, you you, did more than anyone else. You did more than anyone else. You were the only one who was doing this. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't save everybody, but you saved as many as you could, and this is a horrible... That movie, At the risk man, of your ooh, own life many yeah, times. Many, many times. And by the way, can we talk about the the acting of the Nazis in that movie and how fucking yeah, scary... Uh, I forget the main, Ralph, the, the main it, actor, but... Yeah, it's God, yeah. He's terrifying. He's terrifying. So that that scene where he's just like randomly shooting, you know what I mean? From like his porch. Fuck. Everything about that movie is the, just the, the, the fact that they're treating people like cattle or less. Yeah. Than oh yeah. It it really it's shows you how dehumanized they. And and the thing about that is psychology. When you think about it, 
the guards and stuff like that, not every single person in that camp is a psychopath, right? They're not. But what they have been has been trained to dehumanize these people to the point where they stop thinking of them as human. So they no longer are psychopaths who are able to do this. They're people who think that what they're getting rid of is something that is it's a monster. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, is, they have, yeah. These and it's people are off. And it's just like, oh, it's crazy to think that feel that, that way in the most brainwashing of brainwashing. Yeah. How can I ever look at another life as so pointless that I can just shoot them with no, no yeah. guilt? Yeah. And, and and again, uh, I think, the you know, the leaders of the camp certainly are more psychotic and psychopathic and, and evil and thing. But it really gets to the point of the evilness of the whole thing that allows the guards now. On the flip side, you have a very, very cool uh, drunk boat captain talking about the USS Indianapolis, which is great. You've got Richard Dreyfus being Richard Dreyfusy, which is also the scene great. with them in the with them at night drinking. Yeah, being like it's yeah. such a wonderful scene. It's it's so great. These are three character actors uh, going through and really really enjoying pulling apart their characters and getting at some of the darkness. There, Roy Scheider is just. Fantastic. Honestly, Jaws resonates for me in COVID times too. Roy Scheider is just Dr. Fauci. He's been telling you this whole time to close the fucking beach and you just keep going out. Keep going uh, to your bars with your fucking mask on for the first 10 feet, taking it off. And then, you know, hey, how quickly can I, I get a I glass really of water do, so I can take off my mask? I really do think like it's 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 the domino of a horror genre that becomes the and and is used by many other things where it's like you, there's something that you don't see that is just picking you off one by one right and you know it's been used in in good ways and in bad ways but it's such a i think about every scene where batman takes out a whole crew of people one by one and that's been used a lot. Think about it. Think about it. Batman yeah. uses that a lot. Batman's the fucking shark in Batman. And you know what I mean? And and, and 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 there's not as much tension in that, but you love that trope. You love the trope of the goons walking through a, a harbor yard full of crates and Batman knocking them off one by one. Ba -ba -ba -ba. You hear the gun as he's been, as he yeah. knocks off at somebody. Ga -ga -ga, like it, two shots I think off it, it's those. genuinely hard to say which is a more impactful movie between these two. Because, I mean, literally just the theme song to Jaws has been incorporated in every oh, commercial. Yeah. And, yeah. And Absolutely. Culturally, the, so here's the question, though. Are we are we looking at Steven Spielberg's most culturally impactful movie, or are we looking at I mean, We're Steven looking Spielberg's at everything. That's everything. what makes right. this really hard. I do think, like, I think hands down Schindler's List is, is beyond a masterpiece, not just because of the emotional resonance. If we can talk about the directing, I mean, the fact that he doesn't color anything, he, he, that, that when we talk about, when we talk about dehumanization, right, that's part of it right there. Everything is black and white. Now this movie is shot in monochrome because everything is in black. I'm telling you a story where there's a very clear darkness and a very clear lightness that is about to happen here. And I'm going to color one fucking thing because I want you to I want you as a person to not have any you. I want you to follow this this little girl without any knowledge of her. You don't know if that little girl is a spoiled brat. You don't know anything about her. You know that she's a little girl in a red coat and suddenly she's the only color in your world. 
And you follow her and you follow her until you find where she goes. And it just fucking rips your heart out. And mm-hmm. I love Jaws. But for me, that technique as a storyteller yeah, is, yeah, even, yeah. is even better than, well, I didn't have a working remote control mm-hmm. fucking I, it's, it's hands down like that. That's really, it's got to go on. We both loved Jaws and what it represented and what it, it yeah. began. But yeah, it, it's it Jaws so is absolutely fantastic. It deserves its top four spot. Congratulations, Cincinnati. You did great, but it's going <laughs> to get, get rolled. So. Okay, Raiders versus Saving. This is a little harder. I this think. one's a little, yeah. This First of all, I want to say that the shark was also a Nazi. There we go. <laughs> that, way, that way, all all of our villain, great white shark. Hmm? Yeah, we know. Uh, so yeah, all of our villains here are Nazis. Uh, yeah, saving yeah, Private really, Ryan. Top four. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. We... All right. Um, yes, everyone's a Nazi. Uh, of the so top Raiders four. versus saving. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the you first know honestly. Honestly, I I am still leaning towards Raiders because of it's a movie I'll go out of my way for. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Saving Private Ryan, even if it's on, it's I Saving Private Ryan is probably a better movie, but it's not one that I find I want to watch multiple times. It's not one that I'm quoting from. It's not one. I don't think he makes giant, bold directing choices. I don't think I get, well, well, I, I disagree. The I disagree first, the first 30 thing. minutes is good. There's some really great stuff that he does in some of the scenes, but it also, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Uh, if we're looking for better acting, I think you're going to find better acting in, in saving private Ryan. Tom Hanks is masterful. The whole thing where, that you, don't, cast is phenomenal. where you don't know what Tom Hanks did before the war, like his whole crew doesn't know. And they've got the whole bet and he doesn't know. And then when he finally reveals, he's a fucking school teacher. He's this badass fucking military, like leader mm-hmm. of men who keeps these guys alive, does all this badass shit. And you find out he's a fucking school teacher, which to me was an amazing, like, but round so of applause Indy. for the greatest generation. You know what I mean? So yeah. was Indy. Yeah. So was Indy. Uh, and I think at the end, that, that scene at the end of Saving Private Ryan, where when you go back to the present and you see Ryan, and yeah. he that the old man just starts crying, and he just is like, "Is my life worth it?" Oh fuck, I'm about to cry right now. I was no, on the, the I was on the especially that I was know, on the like, cusp because of Schindler's List, and now I'm thinking about that sign, and I'm literally tearing up. Yeah, um, it's the it's whole good, wiped out. but then you're wiping out all these soldiers to save this one man. Yeah, and and it, and it, it begs the question of was it? Re- that's why that's so impactful because you, as the audience, have to sit there. Was it? Was it fucking worth it? The whole yeah. thing. Was any of that worth it? I mean, like we know that World War II was worth it, right? It's the last. It was the last war that we all were like, "Yeah, this is a good one. This is the good war. We're doing this." Schindler's List told us we needed to stop these guys. It's a good war, right? And then it's like, shit, is war good? Like, what? You know, I'm just gonna say this, by the way, everyone. I truly believe that World War II had to happen. The United States literally had to save the world from evil. Had to happen. But you get into the minutia all that, and you're left with Jesus Christ. What an incredible amount of destruction and 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 death and 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 all of that. And uh, it's absolutely crazy. You know, 
my daughter is learning about World War One and World War Two right now in, in her history class, and she said uh, she's talking about how the Austrians um, told Hitler he was too weak and rejected him from the army the first time, and then we were talking about how uh, Hitler, uh, you know, got dropped out of art school, and, and so my daughter said, I mean, imagine what would have happened if he would have gotten into art school or whatever, and I was like, World War II still would have happened without Hitler. It would have happened. It would have been a different guy. Mm-hmm. It might have happened because of Mussolini. It may have happened for a lot of different things. It definitely it would have happened a in the German Pacific. guy who saw the opportunity right. to right. Yeah, I was like, it, Germany would have rose, would have had another war because they still felt- Japan. Japan was unaffected by Hitler. Japan yeah. was already invading China and all this other stuff. It just so would have looked a little different. It would have looked a little different. It still would have been a world war. For all we know, it could have been the communists. It could have been. Russia and uh, and and Germany against us, it could have been a different whole whole different ball game, but definitely that's different. a fun story to to maybe pursue. Yeah, uh, it, it is, the the nail in the tire is yeah. That's, I, I I let's get back to topic though. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. The fact that you the Big Bang Theory of all fucking worthless places tells us wait a minute. If you take out Indiana Jones, the Nazis not. still lose. And that makes you go, well, Jesus, is this, <laughs> you know, is is Saving Private Ryan better than Raiders of the Lost Ark? I agree with you. I will say this about I will say this about Saving Private Ryan. It's a lot longer and it doesn't make me smile as much. So did you know that during the filming of Raiders, I know that, you know, bits and pieces of this, yeah. but they were all violently ill when they oh, yeah. went to Tunisia because George Lucas talked them into filming in Tunisia because he knew some of the people there when he filmed Star Wars. And he's like, look, I think this is a much better place to do some of these Egyptian things. We'll do it here. They all got violently ill. And that's the whole reason that Harrison Ford didn't feel like fighting the swords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was was battling... Diarrhea. Yeah, diarrhea. He was was like, uh, I am not fighting you. I am... Just going to pull out. And it's a great choice. Uh, I... Indiana Jones is a fantastic character. He's immediately a grumpy jerk that we all love immediately. Very serial trope. Or not acting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I don't even want you to like me. I'm going to wave my finger at you, and you're going to like me even though I am. So, all right, we need to make a decision on this. We've talked a lot about, uh, we haven't talked a lot about Raiders, but I feel like we've already talked a lot about Raiders in the past. Uh, Um, God help me on this one, Monty. I don't know. I'm... I I think we're gonna. Uh, I think we're gonna go with Raiders on this. Are you? Are you... I, I I think we'll go with Raiders on this. Um, not because of its merits of uh, of. Uh, I of think with subject... the entire package. Yeah. 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 It's it's a much entire... more. It's a much more fun. When we talk about saving Private Ryan, we're not talking about the color purple or Schindler's List and the amount of cultural impact we do. It's a World War II movie. It's the first World War II movie made in like 25, 30 years. And it's a very good world. And it's a very good war movie in general. War movie. Yeah. It's amazing war for all those things we talked about. And it's a great story, but it I don't feel like it has the resonance of you and I sing over a weekend and like, hey, you want to watch Saving Private Ryan? I will I will say this. This is fucking awful. There have been times when I've been like, I'm gonna watch the first 30 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Oh, 
it's so rough. It's rough, um, but it's like the I, actor who I, wanna, I, 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 I can't think of the actor's name, but he dies. Sizemore. I don't remember the bigger guy. Um, no, the the small guy. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, he was on My Two Dads. Is the 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 he's the boyfriend who kind of keeps getting slighted. Um, yeah. I, anyway, just his death is so like fuck. He when they was, just uh, give him was, morphine. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah the morphine yeah. death. Yeah. When they just are like, get high as a kite, and that's how you're gonna pass. Where yeah. the the most, where basically they're saying the most, the most, uh, the best thing that we can do for you is to OD you because it's a better way to die. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Also, I've never really watched my two dads. So. Uh, he was also the younger brother to um, Smelly Cat, Smelly on Friends. Oh, Phoebe. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was Phoebe's little brother. Which, by the way, Meta, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, I don't like friends that much. Stop sending me friends videos constantly in my feeds because I don't, I don't like them. All right, okay, go on, let's do it. Okay, Mel. I watched all of them. I because I was young and still loved my wife. All right, let's. I'm go. a Ross. Are you a carrier? You're a carrier. <laughs> uh, I'm a Miranda. <laughs> I'm I'm totally Ross. Let's face it, I am yeah, Ross. You are so fucking Ross. It hurts. I'm just not. I'm just not. Uh, anthropomorphic. Okay, let's go. It's Schindler's List versus Raiders. Well, God. you're talking two different extremes here. We're talking two different fun of movies extremes. versus the solemnness of a message in a movie. Um, no, no one's gonna like us, no matter what we do. I can see us picking Schindler's List, and you all are gonna be like, "Come on, man!" I, 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 I think we just ended here with these two head to head, and then what? We are at one hour, which is we now not, making yeah, us one of the longest I mean, fucking words we've had. We've debated, we've we've said the merits of both. I think in their recep- in their respective genres, they're masters uh, come on rob we're not we're not copping out i need you to say which one you want and it's okay it's okay whichever one you say i know count of three let's just say i will watch over and over again is raiders i will watch it over and over again i could so that's your number one that's your number one right now is raiders of the lost ark it is now uh, the better movie is schindler's the better movie the better story the better directing the better cinematography acting it's it's schindler's the better movie to me is Raiders whole package there? And well, you heard it, everyone. Noted, uh, noted, uh, uh, Holocaust denier Rob Bloom, uh, likes Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, everybody. Uh, I will. I mean, you look. I will. G- I, here's how I'm making this decision: Which of these movies do the fucking Nazis fucking melt? I'm gonna go with Raiders. There you go. There yeah, you go. yeah. Although you're absolutely right, Schindler's has uh, better a lot of different things. <laughs> there are so many things about Schindler's that are better, but uh, I will it's, not. It's the better film. It's, it's the, the better, better film, sure, but the better movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, we are well past what we normally do uh, for time. Yeah. So, uh, I am struggling to think of a quote from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Close your eyes, Marion. <laughs> there we go. That's the only one you need. 
<laughs> Rob, we gotta we gotta end this. And since you uh, are the one who denied uh, uh, Schindler's List uh, its win, you get to go ahead and uh, and say the last thing. Uh, our closing line, a line that uh, was originally uh, uh, put on tablets uh, and carried at the forefront of the the army of Judea for a hundred years. Also in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think they put rocks on it at the end. Uh, Rob, what's that sign? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs>